baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is amazing that back in April, um, April is recognized as the National Stress Awareness Month. I was so happy to read that we are doing this tonight because stress is a whole nother thing. Uh, and it's not ever changing necessarily, but we're going to find out from Dr. Daniel Kirsch. Now, why are we bringing this up in the middle of May? Because stress never takes a holiday whether it's at home, school, or work, whether it's personal, financial, or family-oriented, stress always has a place set at the dinner table. So how do we recognize all of this? Well, let's ask Dr. Daniel Kirsch uh, to discuss some of these, some of the answers to these questions. And he is the president of the American Institute of Stress. He's joining us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Welcome, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Let's jump right into this. When I think of stress and how we define it today, it seems to be different than it was yesterday. Do you agree? Uh, well, that, there is no great consensus on the definition of stress. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. There's different. It depends if you're talking about acute stress, chronic stress, use stress, distress. There's different kinds of stress. Uh, the, the stress hasn't changed. How we perceive it has changed. And how there does seem to be more it. of it. Yeah, how we okay. perceive it. It doesn't have to control us. We can control stress. We can control that's why, stress. That's why we exist at, at the American Institute of Stress. It was We were founded by Hans Selye, who is the professor who, who spent a lifetime studying stress based on the observation that a lot of different diseases have the same symptoms. So stress is not what most people think. It's really a matter of how we respond to change in the simplest definition. It's our, our reaction to change. We're, we're, we're programmed to protect ourselves, to be fearful. We're, we're both pred we can be predators, but we're prey. And we know that. Uh, subconsciously, even if it's not something we talk about, but we, we, we're programmed to protect ourselves all the way going back to cave people. Um, if there was a saber toothed tiger in the neighborhood, you had to run or fight it, right? That's, right. that's acute, that's acute stress. And that should only last 90 minutes and then it's done. But, mm. If you keep having it, then you have chronic stress, and that's a whole other story. So the question for me, um, from what you've said, sir, forgive me for interrupting, um, I'm, no. I'm always amazed at how stress seems to land on each person differently. Now, this is my experience from talking to family members, friends, uh, dear friends who have had challenges with stress. It seems like it keeps coming. It never seems to be going. Why is it that some experience it so differently from others? Exactly. It's, stress is not something that happens to you. Stress is your reaction. So, so the same stressor 
would affect people differently. A classic example is uh, two people are waiting in line for a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And one of them is all excited uh, to, to enjoy the ride. And the other one is really thinking, oh, well, you know, uh, maybe it's a good time to go get a hot dog or something uh, other than go on this frightening thing. But then they both might enjoy it just as much. So it's, it's the anticipation. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the fear and the worry. Uh, mm. But how we react to stress is the problem. And it can, it can cause just about every disease there is, including ultimately heart disease and cancer, if it goes unchecked. So, so we're, we, we exist as a nonprofit institute with a lot of free programs, including two free magazines, of course, free podcasts as well, to help people understand what stress is. We have some things like uh, stress assessments, um, stress mastery questionnaire is one of them that is, uh, I think, 92, maybe 94 questions, online uh, questions that that uh, help people determine what causes them stress. And, and people are often surprised. I was surprised when I took that. Actually, I thought I was pretty good at stress, but it turned out I have a big stressor and I had to think about it. And I said, yep, that's a stressor. But I always thought it was a just a good thing, which is uh, perfectionism. So I edit a lot of publications. I write a lot. Uh, like I say, we have two magazines right now. I am not the editor, but I'm the editor in chief. So mm-hmm. I, uh, I want things to be right, to be perfect. And that's a stressor. But that's not most people's stressors. So have you ever encountered someone who was never stressed? Not really. They're, they're, uh, your body will react. It has to react. I mean, um, another classic example, you're standing on a train track having a conversation with somebody. A train's coming up behind you. You hear it. You're not going to stand around and think about it. You're going to immediately have a lot of physiological changes and you're going to get off of those tracks. And, and that's our programming, to, to, to get away from it or, or to confront it. And, and so this is, this is normal. Where, where it becomes abnormal is when it's left uncontrolled for a long time, and it keeps, it keeps occurring. And, and that's, that, that's chronic stress, and, and we need to learn how to unplug. I say to charge your phone, you have to plug it in, but to charge your brain, you have to unplug it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when you look at people of color versus those that are white, um, and, and we can go down a whole list of that, do you see differences in how stress is being held inside or being dealt with when it comes to people of color? Well, certainly there's cultural differences, but the physiology is the same. It's exactly the same. We're, we're all, I mean, I don't really care about skin color inside. It, it, it's the same. You've got the same organs. You've got the same programming. Uh, so, so there are cultural differences uh, of how we develop re, re, uh, resilience to the stress. Mm-hmm. And and how 
people accept that in us. So, for example, uh, maybe in some cultures accept, let me use uh, uh, Hindi, Hindi, uh, okay. East mm-hmm. Indians, for example. Yes, sir. Stress, controlling stress is part of their lives. Meditating, yoga, yoga is fantastic for stress. And so, so what, what is culturally normal for African Americans to deal with their stress? I, I don't know that there's anything that typical, like, like Hindus, or, nor, nor for you know, uh, Caucasians in America either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really, we're all the same inside. It's, it's the stressors. And, you know, people always think that stress is worse, worse right now. I'll tell you this. I had, a, I had this wonderful letter from three 10th graders uh, asking questions, and, and one of them was, is stress worse today than it, than it was in generations past? And I had to think about that. And my mother was 16. She was a... a uh, born and raised in Paris. She was 16 when Hitler invaded Paris Mm -hmm. and her family was killed and uh, she she, uh, eventually went into hiding, survived the war, actually met my father uh, who was an American uh, aviator, uh, army aviator, and so uh, liberating Paris. So so, and my father had a pretty stressful war, 99 stitches in his in his head, and mm. uh, quite a bit of shrapnel and other problems. But anyway, so so you know, was that stressful? Then I'm thinking when I was, I, I, my I have two daughters, and boy, their teen years were stressful for me. But <laughs> I, I can imagine. That, <laughs> but I was thinking the biggest stressor I had when I was a teen was the draft. I did not want to go fight the Vietnam War. And I have I, I was the first year of the lottery. I won that lottery. Otherwise I was thinking uh Canada might be a good place to live. So I mean we there's always big, big stressors and you know the it does seem like our culture is falling apart right now and that that is something outside of my area of expertise, although I have plenty of opinions about it personally, but I'll, <laughs> I'll refrain. Uh, you know, we all do, right? But, but you know, staying right. within my area of expertise, I'm just saying that, you know, it's how we react to it. it it's, it's what we can do. And we have to have stress. stress we do? When, when you, you can take We do. Because stress is the spice of life. Without it, we would be very, very, very bored. I mean, <laughs> people don't think of this, but stress is good. Uh, you know, you've been in, I'll bet you've been in love. Uh, you, the way you think, you've been in love. And yes. when you're in love, sometimes you get butterflies in your stomach. And that's stress, mm-hmm. but it's you stress, you sporic stress. It's good stress. When people think about stress, they're talking about distress. If you have a baby, that that's a big use stressor. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, just I mean, you get a promotion at work. Uh, that that that's also it's good stress, but it's stress. Your body will react to it. 
And too much of that could kill you, too, actually, even though you want it. Uh, So can we manage stress? Can we individually manage our stress? Absolutely. You can. And, And in my opinion, you have to do both uh, mindful exercises, focus, um, meditation, if you will, and also some physiological exercise. And the simplest is breathing. And, and there are some really good breathing exercises that work quickly and very effectively to counter the stress response. Mm. We can discuss one I, I can go over one if you'd like. They're free, <laughs> and you have them, you know, people carry them around all the time because you're breathing anyway. You might as well do a therapeutic breath. So it's very easy to learn how wow. to do these things. And, and, and they're free, and they're readily available. We have a magazine right. called Contentment that is free that uh, people can subscribe to that, that has content about this that you won't find anywhere else. At stress.org. Okay, stress.org. Um, you know, here's yeah. the thing. I am always surprised at people like myself. I have high blood pressure, and I finally put, got it under control with medicine, with meditating, with all of that, right? Um, yet we are still hearing about post-traumatic stress. Can you tell us what exactly that is and how evident is it right now in today's world? It's a lot more prevalent than I even believed. And I, 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 I worked with the military for quite a few years as a Navy contractor, but I also worked with the Army. And uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, or some people are trying to drop the disorder from that and just call it post-traumatic stress, but it is a disorder. So this is the exception I say stress is a physiological, it's a normal reaction of the body to demands placed on it. But, but post-traumatic stress disorder is, is, is a disorder. It's a mental health disorder because it's, it's, it's taken us too far. And what I've come to believe recently is that it's so much more prevalent People had childhood traumas, like everyone had childhood traumas, you know, really. I mean, because growing up is hard and you have to learn about the world and that doesn't always go easier linearly and people are impatient to, to understand the whole thing. And, and, and so it, no, what, what, what might seem normal to an adult can be very stressful for, for a child. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, a friend of mine had, had, to, had a business and he had a fire an employee. And uh, the employee was very good with his kids who sometimes went, went to work. And it was, they were small, maybe five. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so the, the, the guy said, I'm sorry, you know, I had a, the kid said, you know, where, where is so-and-so? And, and the father said, oh, I'm sorry, I had to fire him. He, he, he did some things. So, so the kid kind of freaked out and um, 
went over to a typewriter. They actually had a typewriter and and typed out a message that you will never fire someone again and and then uh, uh, taped it to the wall. And it took a while, but the guy found out that the the child thought he took him out back and set him on fire. Mm-hmm. And can you imagine how traumatic that would be for a child to think their father would do such a thing? Mm-hmm. And and that could screw up someone for life, <laughs> you know. And I would call that post traumatic stress. I mean, we we talk uh, obviously about the military. Um, have, you know, they, 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 there's a lot of post-traumatic stress. I've, I've actually been on a military TV station saying that everyone has it uh, in, in the military. It's, it's not normal not to be reactive to things that nobody should have to see. Well, I have one final question for you, sir, and I, I know we don't have much time to answer it, but I'm wondering, have you ever encountered a person who never, ever experienced stress? Uh, well, you know, superficially, yes, and th- that that th- th- those people have severe mental health disorders, like sociopathic uh, borderline personality disorder, who just believe anything they say, and and so so not within the normal realm, not within normal limits of 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 of, uh, of human uh, variants. I. I only, only, only diseases, mental health diseases, severe diseases, you know, schizophrenic or someone who, who might have, uh, you know, no concern about other people. And, and that's, that's very bad. You should have stress, but you should embrace your stress and you should learn how to do something about it. Let us help. Dr. Daniel Kirsch, thank you so much for joining us. He's the president of the American Institute of Stress. Uh, If people want more information, is there a website they can go to? Yes, very simple, stress.org. Stress.org, you did mention that. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I appreciate it. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.